Oh yeah. No, I was uh, I was thoroughly train fucked, y'all. Oh, uh, oh that happened to me. It was it was bad. Normally it takes forty minutes to get home. This took an hour and ten. I was waiting underground at a station for thirty thirty five minutes, oh. just sweating. And I couldn't let you guys know, you know? Yeah, because the stations. We have technology here in Boston where you can actually text while you're trapped in the station and there's never going to be a train coming. But you can tell people about it at least. Bod, you really want to get into New York versus Boston. Is that what's going on? <laughs> I think Boston well, just won. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do So texting in the subways. Uh, better cream pie. <laughs> Even distinct cream pie. Yeah, baked beans. Okay. Also, uh, uh, a better massacre. <laughs> better tea party. Uh-huh. You really want to say? You really want to say massacres? Really? What's the New York massacre? That's not a very good massacre. S- uh, I mean, Chicago has St. Valentine's Day, though. I think it wins. That's pretty good. Uh, I, I mean, New York's going to win on pizza. It's going to win on pizza for oh, yeah. anybody. Inclu- but I, I was just in Canada. It wins on delis. Yeah, delis. Deli. I can't. I can't even. Yeah. You guys on Vancouver Island, there is a every like ten blocks, there is a pizza parlor called Boston Pizza. Oh, I know Boston Pizza. Yeah, it's a Canadian chain. Yeah. <laughs> not, me out. not known for its pizza. So kind of yeah. weird. Well, Canada doesn't know. I know, that's you what know? it felt like they were it was like it felt like a trick on the Canadian Aww. people. On lonely nights I start to fade. On lonely nights I start Good evening, Need Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books and movies and stuff. This is episode number 253. Two-fitty tray. We've now done as many episodes as the number of seats on a London tube train, including the one for the driver. Oh, good that he gets to sit or she gets to sit. That's yeah. a fair number of seats. And then you, you pack in people who stand. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, they're efficient over there. I I assume there's only the one seat for the driver, but if it's one of those trains where there's a seat on both sides, then my numbers are off. You, you know one thing that they really mind though over there? What? What's that? The gap. Yeah, they do. Mm. <laughs> I don't mind. They hate that fucking gap. <laughs> Drives them crazy. Uh, speaking of things that are metaphors for a uh, man's grandeur, this week we're talking about Winter's Tale, uh, the Shakespearean play, which I think is the last romance slash comedy in the first folio mm. yeah. yeah that's, that's only. right yeah that's not true we're talking about episode 72 of dawson's creek chris is singing about it the rest of us are talking about it <laughs> and be- because this joke hasn't gotten old yet no, we're actually talking about the gelding who won the 1980s Suburban Handicap in what was known as the most perfect ride of the year. Mm, there's a Suburban oh. Handicap? Is that the handicap you get for driving a big car? Uh, that's the <laughs> Subaru Handicap. Oh. This is the, it's like a little one. Yeah. This is the one for uh, for playing golf underneath... Uh, never mind, I can't do it. I do, can't do, do it. Think, <laughs> do you think the gelding had a perfect ride because it didn't have any like testicles to get in the way of it? It could be, or it could be that it was a magic flying horse. Mmm. Mmm. Anyway. Which I, brings us to... I think I might be tired of that joke. Anyway, so what we're actually talking about is Mark Halpern's 1983 love story between a flying horse and capitalism. <laughs> it's, uh... It, we're not talking about the movie that just came out this year. This is the uh, really terrible book. Or, uh, yeah, the, bu- the movie's worse, I, uh, I'm led to believe, but... Mm. This book was something. The movie's a lot shorter, though. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. You can uh, read along with us if you want to find out what the book is actually like. You can go to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep, and you can get this book or any book of your choice for free just for signing up for a free trial membership. And you get to support our show by doing that. This episode is also sponsored in particular by Matt who was inspired to make us read this by the review of the terribly bad movie uh, with Russell Crowe. So mm. we are, like, he he just assumed the source material had to be worse, but that's not always the case. Yeah, Russell Crowe uh, is totally in this movie, even though he wasn't in the trailer at all. And Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith's in it? Yeah. Huh. Oh, man. Playing the Fresh Prince from Bella. I think he should just always be playing the he Fresh Prince. He plays Lucifer. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Oh, what? Sorry, who's Lucifer? 
the devil. Yeah, was oh. the devil in this and I missed it? Yeah. No, no, they replaced most of the characters with the devil. Oh, that would really oh, save on casting. It really yeah. also saves on symbolism. Yes. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier. Uh, we'll get to the symbolism a little more later. I'm interested in that. Uh, but also, uh, if you want to make us read anything that was later adapted into a Russell Crowe slash Will Smith film, you can go to readdestreep.com, sign up for a mailing list, and we'll be opening up sponsorship here in a few weeks. And when we do, you can sponsor that book. It'll be great fun, and it's yeah. the best way to support us. Please, please, uh, please sponsor Lay Miss a Hitch, which sounds... <laughs> That was delightful. Uh, yeah, that's the, pretty good. The fresh gladiator of Bel Air. <laughs> I'd watch the Men in Brideshead revisited, though. <laughs> or enemy, enemy of the Noah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Noah of the state. <laughs> also good. Hancock, fully loaded. <laughs> All right, you win. Uh, let's introduce you to the panel today. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. Here. Is a very good panel for you. First up, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York, and dressed in his business casual. It's Chris Smith. Nay! I know everything and from heaven. Nay! I won't tell you anything, but I can sure jump far. Uh, also, you're stolen, I think, was the opening of this book. Was, was I stolen, or did I wander off? Nay! <laughs> You're a beautiful oh, white boy. horse. <laughs> also joining us, he's in San Francisco, California, currently not watching the baby. It's Ezra Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I'm a seven-foot-tall bridge guy. Uh, <laughs> and, and the Bridgeneer? Yeah, I'm the tenth weirdest character in this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, just... that guy... Wasn't that weird compared to some of the other shit that went down? No, I mean, he and he just wanted to build a bridge out of light to heaven or Europe. Not clear. Uh, the same. Yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. rainbow bridge. I think he's going to get some lucky charms finally. <laughs> or, uh, I mean, the hardest part about the rainbow bridge to heaven slash Europe is that there's no edges, so your your cart can yeah, fall just right yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then that guy in the cloud just comes and lifts you and puts you back on. You're just delayed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a horse, I guess, maybe below. You only see the, the spiky top in the fishing pole, and maybe he's a secretly a white horse. <laughs> Perfect. Also played by Will Smith in the movie. <laughs> sure. sure. Also joining us today from Skeptic.org, please welcome back Amanda Leinbach. Hey, I'm your consumptive, piano-playing, cold-loving dream girl. <laughs> she was a manic consumptive dream girl, wasn't yeah, she? Oh, she that old trope, chestnut. actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's a good new trope. I can think of zero other times where there's a manic consumptive dream girl, but that's a good one. Really? What about Moulin Rouge? Yeah, I was going to say Moulin Rouge. <laughs> oh. I, ha- I actually haven't seen that, but that I will now. Oh, you'd hate it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, no question. There's dancing, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Someone Bowie sponsor that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to have you on this one, Amanda. You're requested by our sponsor, Matt. And I'm excited because mm-hmm. there's no penis mutilation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Despite that being my specialty, yes. Yeah, th- you're you. going. You're going off book for this. Y- you yeah. know what I would like, guys? If one time you sent me a book where kids didn't die, that would just be <laughs> just peachy. <laughs> Yeah, anytime. Is that, is that really getting to you still? It they is don't not, stay dead. It's. I don't care, man. <laughs> I've, you know, you know how Steampunk many... Jesus brought him right back. <laughs> Steampunk <laughs> Jesus. I thought the horse was Jesus, but I guess it makes more sense that there it's. There is kind of guy. double Jesus, which is really confusing. Multiple time traveling Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,. Yeah, well, I'm sorry For the proof, the Jesus dying. is a centaur. What? But also, the kid died to, of not having a, enough, uh, enough poultice. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone's, everyone is a court low on poultice. <laughs> yeah. Could have saved the kid. Then you wouldn't have needed steampunk Jesus. Pardon me, my dear. Can I beg you for a little bit of your poultice? <laughs> I, do, I do kind of feel like this is one, like... 30-hour advertisement for poultice. I'd like to smear something on my chest and and pretend it works. Strong product placement from the Poultice Council. I mean, here's the thing. That was also... I mean, I think that was also the lesson behind the first uh, Game of Thrones book as well. It's just that poultice could have fixed that. Rub some poultice on it. (laughs) Possibly spoiler alert. I'm not sure. 
Uh, no one will figure it out. It's fine. Okay. Chris, <laughs> this is one of those tough challenges for you, but you're still our resident summarizer. Fuck, I so know, you, right? Do you know, I mean, do you you know why it's so today. hard? Wikipedia couldn't do it. No, Wikipedia didn't <laughs> no, even try. Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Wikipedia is like is settled for characters. Yeah, here are some people that were in the book. <laughs> Good luck with yeah, that. It was, only, it was like, here are some people who are in the book a lot. Because we don't even want to go into all of them or the order. It's just yeah. some of okay. the characters. So perhaps, maybe we put this to our meat suits and meat dresses. If from my summary, or if you've read this book... You can glean what happened. You should update Wikipedia. <laughs> make the world a better place. You know? I think that's a great idea. I wish I, I wish I had the energy to do that myself. It would be awesome to add a <laughs> plot summary section where we just tried really hard but couldn't do it. Oh god. <laughs> like could you can you do estimated plot summary or plot summary and then like this section needs work? Can you just add that <laughs> to <it> yourself? <laughs> I like it. Alright, Chris. So give us what is the future Wikipedia entry for the plot summary of Winter's Tale, the novel, uh, by Mark Halperin, in the style of Cecil Mature. Not the weirdest character in the book. Yeah. No. Twelfth weirdest? No, not at all. Wow, okay. I was really gearing up for a terrible Irish accent. That would be fun. What I liked about Cecil Mature was just his enthusiasm. He was ready to be excited. Okay. Enthusiasm, Chinese hat, exit, pursued by a horse. Here we go. Yay. Peter Blake is a burglar at the turn of the 20th century in kind of sort of New York. It's a, it's a little weird. But uh, he grew up as, as a bayman, which is uh, basically the native aboriginal people, uh, a clam digger whose people live outside the city and sleep with their sisters incestuously and do all this weird stuff. But he's, he's adopted. He's like, uh, like Moses, come from the reeds in the basket. As opposed to sleeping with their sisters posthumously. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. They do have okay. clam beer. I was trying beer. to think of another Isley, and that was the first one that came to mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's no. not going to weigh out. Yeah, no. exactly. Okay, so he grows up, and he goes into Manhattan. He grew up in the, on the shore, uh, and he goes into Manhattan, and uh, he becomes a mechanic and then a burglar for a gang called the Short Tails, and they're called that because they wear tuxedos with the tails cut off, and that's pretty cool. But well, That's a uh, cool way to have a gang, as opposed to like just a handkerchief in your pocket. Where was the class in modern burglaring? Yeah, no, totally. Uh, I think we all need themes. I love a costume. I, if but, there's anything um, this book is, stands for, it's bringing back the class in burgling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, burgling. The cat v. mouse, or the cat burglar v. mouse. And the hamburglar's like, finally. <laughs> I, it's my time. I, I will burglars are mine. I wrote this down that the only burglar I can picture is hamburglar. So every time they talked about Peter Lake... <laughs> Especially when he was with Manic Consumptive Dream Girl. I was picturing the Hamburglar climbing out on, onto her sexy with roof. With his permanent Cabbage Patch grin and that weird hat. Yeah, you just, guys realize he wears a Zorro hat for no reason, right? Oh, oh I I've never realize that. It goes with the mask. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah I guess it's so. mandatory. It was from the costume rental shop. And like yeah. a tiny cape. The cape does nothing. I no was, capes. No capes. <laughs> I was just picturing him uh, with his giant hamburger head and striped shirt. No, he's yeah. not the hamburger head. He's just the mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was thinking about like the pickle hamburger or whatever. Yeah. TJ McPickle or something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, so oh, I... Yeah. Well, then I was picturing him wrong. I was picturing Mayor McCheese, but with black and white stripes. Oh, yeah, Mayor McCheese, yeah. Which okay, so... Dead giveaway, by the way, that you're burgling if you wear a jail costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Not a great idea. <clears throat> uh, it helps you blend in with the reeds when you lie sideways. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyway, Peter Lake's this burglar, and uh, he is constantly on the run from the short tails because he had a falling out with the gang. So they're always chasing him, and he's always running away. And he's sort of a, a Bugs Bunny. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on a second. Uh, Chris, I feel like you, you kind of like glossed over the fact that he like betrayed their secrets and got a hundred of them killed. Okay, as it's a 20-hour book. Okay. I'm going to gloss over a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying... That's like it was because they're falling out. He sla- he had them all slaughtered. Yes. I thought it was a goof. And it was not <laughs> as good as the Boston slaughter. Yeah. yeah so apparently, Paul. Amanda thinks Boston could have done it better. Um, so <laughs> so right. here's the, here's the thing. He's he's a burglar, and he decides to burgle this rich guy's house. And he gets in, even though the rich guy has a ton of anti-burglar defenses, because Peter Lake is just that damn clever. And he meets. The love of his life, Beverly Penn, whom we already said was uh, a consumptive girl uh, who's beautiful but dying. And later, guess what? She dies she speaks of in, consumption. Yeah. She speaks in riddles. <laughs> this is the most literal the thing that happened in the book. There's tons of magic realism, but this ooh, happens. Ooh, and I think in the movie she was played by uh, Lady Mary from Downton Abbey. Yeah. Oh, Lady Mary. Yeah. 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 
Um, so uh, basically, he, he's heartbroken, and he just sort of wanders the streets for a little while, being chased by these uh, short tails. Um, oh, and I didn't mention. Sorry, he has a magic fucking horse. Yeah, there's a mm. flying horse. It's weird sorry, that you didn't start with that. Fucking was not a verb. Yeah, we didn't there. see the a... horse fuck very much <laughs> yeah, at all. Uh, the horse's name is Athensor, and Athensor he can't fly. For part of the book, but he can jump like five blocks at once. It's basically so like might as well. it's early, early Superman is what it was because early yeah. Superman could do it's that. It's early Superman and transitions to late Superman later. Oh, that, okay. I'm sorry to have interrupted, but I am just thinking about Lady Mary some more. Mm-hmm. What are your what's your order of favorite daughters in Downton Abbey? Haven't you, seen it. Oh, as uh, I mean, just all of them, and then Sybil. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Yes, yes, I'm taking that answer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Really not? She was... I like Sybil. Alright. <laughs> Contrary. She was okay, and then she wasn't. Obviously, I... it's about the Dowager Countess. Anyway, go ahead, Chris. Yes, yes we're, we're about bad that Maggie Smith, yeah. so I'm told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. um, anyway, okay, flying horse. So... So he's being chased. He has, he's got this horse. He's constantly running away. But it's a magic realism book, so there are constantly more short tails, and they're ever more vicious. And soon there's, like, thousands of them in the streets chasing him. And, uh, you know, he escapes on the horse by flying through a cloud wall over New York Harbor and then gets transported. He gets separated from the horse. He lets the horse go up to heaven, and he gets time-traveled 100 years in the future to the year 2000. And uh, and he's very confused, sort of a the backwards Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, where he's like, you know, he, he has some new knowledge from back in the day, but really everything's a little turned and mixed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, he's all, he's so confused, he's all like, oh, police horses, and oh, my digits for the year are only two. And then yeah. it causes all kinds he, of problems. He got Y2K'd, bitch. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. not ready for that. Yeah. So, um... The other thing that is going on, and it's very unclear how this fits in, but there's this place upstate uh, called the Lake of the Kohiris. And up there, uh, it's sort of like a a fairy, magic, eternal realm where uh, there's uh, Virginia, a country girl uh, uh, who's whip-smart and uh, is also uh, believes in magical thinking and that she can, you know, do anything she wishes for. And then there's uh, her mom, Mrs. That's a future in newspapers. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, and her mom, who's even smarter, but also an old granny who totes a shotgun and um, makes up words. I, you know, I feel like this had the same issue as um, uh, Atlas Shrugged, in that it just extended like what was going on at the time way too far into the future. Yes, you know, it's like like clearly Wait, trains are not that big in the future, and also, right. uh, yeah, shotguns, shotguns, yeah. shotguns, <laughs> and poultices, uh-huh. poultices, horse-drawn sleighs. Yeah, recreational so this was like, ice skating. It was written mostly in the seventies about the year two thousand, and so he was yeah. trying to time travel to the millennium, and it yeah. was real weird. Yeah, it's it's weird, but you know the thing is, Virginia comes down with her old country ways down to the city, into the modern city, and she winds up getting a newspaper job uh, because she's whip smart, and she she uh, she winds up meeting uh, uh, this guy. Sorry, what's his name? Uh, Other Hardesty. character. Hardesty. Yeah. Uh, Martoza or something Why were like that. We Mar- Murata, Murata. Murata. Um, well, it's unclear. Because he, he's got a golden plate. We had to follow everyone with a golden plate. Was he the one who played poker really well for the, on, on accident? Yes. He played pool. He played pool very well also. Oh, yeah. yeah. Later he played pool perfectly. It's weird that he was just an accidental hustler. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing about Hardesty is he's from San Francisco, and everybody from San Francisco thinks they're better than me. <laughs> And so Hardesty huh. comes by, and he's like, Virginia, huh? Well, let's get married. And they, have mar- they get married, and they have a kid. And the kid winds up dying, sort of, of like how Beverly, who we talked about, winds up dying. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, Hardesty <laughs> decides that he can, he can uh, get awesome uh, to such a degree that God will have to give his daughter back. 
Now, and, okay, uh, so you're gonna, so he goes on this adventure where he tries to get awesome for God, but it, correct me if I'm wrong, he was just drunk, right? That was just him getting drunk because his daughter was sick? <laughs> Those things where people say, like, yeah, I had, like, uh, 27 beers, no, well, yeah, it's and, kind of thing and like, then I played pool perfectly. Yeah, yeah, it was mostly and then, he was just drunk and didn't notice how yeah. badly he was losing at pool, I think. <laughs> I mean, I like it the other way where it's so, so he was, yeah, he was just like, okay, look, it's impossible to bring uh, a kid back from the dead, so this is to prove to myself that it's impossible. I can do impossible things. So, you know, in the book, he's like, great, I'll play pool perfectly and get all sink all the balls for $10,000 having never touched pool before uh, in one shot. I yeah. also like the idea he could just kept on doing it. It's like, well, it's a, it's impossible to, to, to you know, just chug a, a fifth of whiskey and live. Game yeah, on! Just, just does it. Yeah, just yeah. does it. Everything. Impossible. Does it's it. It's impossible to swallow your own face. And then he just does it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I don't know um, what it looks like because it's impossible. Yeah. Oof. I, so okay. at this point, so, just I want to so speak on behalf of our going listeners, Chris. On. Just on. And, yeah, there's a lot going on, and it's winter in New York, and in sort of magic New York. You know, things are a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's like you know ice villages and things like that because it's a very cold, very wintry winter. And 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 all of a sudden, Jackson Mead, star architect, also built the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. I just want to just really quick, place. on behalf of our listeners, if you aren't following this, it doesn't matter. No, yeah, it just, doesn't. Just, but Jackson Mead, for some reason, I kind of blacked out, and I woke up, and Jackson Mead was trying to immolate New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And so there was, he was yeah. directing the uh, short tales to set fire to everything. He was building a bridge made out of light. Yep. And if he did that, he would stop time and bring back the dead. And also um, make justice, and also... And also make justice, but not a good sort of justice. Not the everybody wins, it's more like everybody dies sort of justice. <laughs> well, but because of the way time is not linear, <laughs> they also live justice. Also, it's weird. It makes and, it a much shorter Lake, commute to Europe. Peter Lake becomes, as we mentioned before, steampunk Jesus, where he has matrix powers, basically. And um, he uh, helps yeah. save the city from the bridge to, of light that turns out not to work. Um, Wait, and, Bridge of Light and, is bad? Well, it was never going to work, basically. Right. It was a doomed... Just, just, doomed. It was beyond its time, you know? Just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a Bridge of Light is definitely before its time. <laughs> yeah, the Rainbow Road yeah. only exists in Nintendo for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he gets in a big final battle with Pearly, the leader of the Short Tales. Uh, he actually dies. Peter Lake dies. He's the big main character. But he comes but back he stronger gives his than eternal life. He gives his life to the dead kid of Hardesty, who we were just talking about. So she comes back to life. Abby. And, um, you know, New York is half burned down, but it'll rebuild. And, uh, you know, we live to New York another day. Winter's Tale. If you uh, feel like you don't care about any of these things, that's fine. That's yeah, it. just focus on the flying horse that also can fight. Yeah, did we also yes. mention that this is 32 hours long? Jesus. We did, when we did There's Atlas so- Shrugged, we took four episodes, but we, we don't really do that anymore, so we just did 32 yeah. hours this week. It was rough. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Matt, for your sponsorship. Yeah, I appreciate um, you supporting the show. <laughs> I, well, here's the thing. Well, I don't think what, like, the summary, you were very detail-oriented, but I, I think the feel of the book is like, this is kind of a fun steampunk tale that it's ends... like a steampunk pastiche of a not New York. Yeah, yeah, and the doesn't first, not exist. You know, like the first four hours where it's just him burgling and running away from yeah, the short yeah, yeah. tales and hiding in those like the meeting in that underwater cavern and you meet some crazy people and there's a flying horse and you're like, this is kind of fun. And then it ends and now it's like section two of thirty and then oh the rest of it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I would no, say yeah. it really doesn't. Yeah. If you think about what happens, Peter Lake is a burglar, tr- his girlfriend dies, he travels through time, and he stops something from happening. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. And brings back one person from the dead who he doesn't know. But he dies at the end. And he dies, So yeah. he's the shittiest steampunk Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Really not that great. Well, this yeah. is the, just like they were glorifying all these steam machines, all, they're not that great as engines. Oh, yeah. He's also a mechanic and can fix any machine as long matter. as it's from the early 1900s. None of it matters. <laughs> I. It's just yeah. so... It's like... It's kind of pleasantly written and just none of it matters at all. No. I mean, I've it's never kind of silly that way. not cared about the characters in a book so much 
Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, I cared about Steampunk Jesus early on, and I cared about uh, Flying Horse God for a while. I'm assuming it's a Trinity thing now that we talk about it. That um, that horse didn't do shit though. <laughs> he jumped high. Come on. And he he worked in that factory <laughs> run by end? evil people for a long time, <laughs> longer than they expected. I don't. Yeah, and he like worked as a slave horse at a mill where they drove him to death, but he refused to die. Yeah, which yeah, is so a weird just act. Drove of, him. Yeah. Too. Yes. Like it just makes them seem right. I don't know. <laughs> he did punch a lot of short tails in the face while they stabbed him. Yeah, that's all right. Here, yeah, here's punched how I, with horse hooves. <laughs> guys, here, here's how I figure it. Like, um, just picture yourself stuck at a party with, uh, I guess, Steampunk Jesus and uh-huh. his Ooh. magic horse. Uh-huh. And yeah. just picture how long you'd want to be in that conversation Wait, I want to picture this for one more second. All right, mm-hmm. go ahead. It's kind of fun. Yeah. All right. And just see, yeah, see how long you want to be in that conversation for. And if it's, like, an hour, fine. If it's 30 hours... I mean, I think you just—I think you're lying to I yourself. I strongly recommend this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. At that point, it doesn't sound like a party so much as a prison. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, nothing personal. I like you guys, but there's nobody that I would like to talk to at a party for 30 hours. Yeah. At Especially some point, like, I need to work the room. If it follows you around in your ear holes, yeah. like yeah, right. wherever you go, that's yeah. the experience of reading the book. Yeah. <laughs> What can I say? I'm a mingler. I'm a butterfly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris is like, hey, nice to meet you. So uh, what do you do? Steampunk Jesus on a flying horse. Cool. <laughs> cool. What's that like? I work in uh, in law. Well, uh, I'm going to go over here. Uh, I heard there's great beer. And then gone. That's all it takes. That's uh, how long you're enthusiastic. Yeah, and then I'll give a head nod and a name drop later. Yeah. You know? like, oh, yeah. Did you meet Steampunk Jesus? Good to see you again, man. Did you try the canapes? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you like the pate. I'll talk to you later, man. <laughs> You're just you're just working that. R- I, I like this party with Chris and Steampunk Jesus. <laughs> what can I say? I give good Jesus party. <laughs> Here's the worst part. I'm fantasizing about this, and I'm like, I probably wouldn't be invited to this party. Oh, I have such low self esteem. No, my own are fantasy you party, me? and I got disinvited. Oh. You're not cool enough to you know, hang Alex, with Steampunk Alex, Jesus. It's just there's a there's a limited like it's like two hundred dollars a plate. Like, I know. You were on I the, know. You're on the B team. We really do want to invite you. We wanted to get you in there. Yeah, and I'm, I live work. in town, so you're going to see me plenty afterwards. Yeah, it's for out-of-towners. <laughs> they haven't, they haven't totally. heard the good news about Steampunk Jesus yet. I, <laughs> have you heard the smoggy news? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sing a love song we go along Walking in a winter wonderland Yeah, in the meadow we can build a snowman all right, let's do uh, let's do a compliment, you guys. Let's middle and end with a compliment. We call it the compliment sandwich, although now it is sort of a weird, uh, messy sandwich. Um, I guess there's like hate, meat, and mayonnaise on the outside. Sort of like a, somebody mixed up their tuna and jam. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the KFC double decker. Yeah, it's a chicken cake sandwich. Uh, so Amanda, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in our compliment sandwich. Which do you prefer? Uh, I'll go last. All right. Uh, by the power vested in me by myself, I'm going to make myself first. I right. like the idea of time travel. I usually like time travel-y things. Uh, but one yes. of the problems is that time travel seems too powerful. It seems like you can just do too much stuff and then the world is just too trivial. You know? Mm. That's mm-hmm. the big... Right? We can agree on that. Uh, so what I like is that the way he time travels... First of all, you have to swim way out of the harbor. And yeah. then you just get dropped in the harbor with no memory... Yes. And I think that's a good way to nerf that power, like, or to balance the... Like, that's a good balancing of time yeah, travel. because who wants to go swimming in New York fucking harbor? Exactly. It's, it's like the most polluted body of water in the country. I know, I know. One and so them. with great Jesus. power comes great inconvenience. There's just raw sewage that goes there. If you want to swim in raw sewage, sure. I guess you get to travel through time. Yeah, or no, it's the other way. It's if you want to time travel through time, it's like, all right, but... You're going to be naked in the harbor with no memory. And you have no control of how far you go. Yep. Yeah, it's just a random location. And uh, <laughs> if you're if you're lucky, they'll still be using the same machines you worked on 100 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also never understood why the engines at the newspaper were 1900s. I Do you mean, know how little money newspapers make these days, Alex? Yeah. They have to reuse. I guess. But are they printing with 1900s engines? Is that what that was? They were printing presses? I, I, 1983 yeah. didn't know a lot about technology. No, they didn't. Neither did 1900. <laughs> anyway, I like I like that. I like to imagine any power that you want to get is 
is, is now balanced with inconvenience. Like, <laughs> I would like to fly, but the entire time you fly, your pants are made out of bees. Yeah. <laughs> you fly, or you're, and, but you have to be naked, and yes, it's cold up there. It's super cold. Oh my god, it's so cold in the sky. And people don't understand yeah. how cold it is. That's the other problem. <laughs> no one gets that it's way colder up there. Uh, yeah, I, anytime... I would like to be able to turn invisible like the Invisible Man, but I can only eat asphalt. I think that would be fun. Whoa! Yeah. Fun that balance. is not worth it. Exactly. No. It has to be a hard choice. That was not a hard choice. <laughs> yeah, but you could steal shit. That's not worth it. You have to eat asphalt. You could see well, people bathing. I don't care that much. <laughs> That's one of those. People bathing is so boring. I know it's one of those great power. Whenever somebody says they want to be invisible, it's like, well, you either want to spy on people while they're bathing, or you want to steal things. So the only like, there's no good no, noble no, no, no. cause. You also to be want to hear what people really say about you after you leave and get hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> as soon as you leave the party, Chris is like, "Listen, steampunk Jesus, let me tell you about the truth about Alex and why he's not invited." Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> you're like, oh, it's weird. Whenever I say something bad about Alex, I hear this sob. Yeah, why? Why is this plant in the corner? Weeping. <laughs> All right. That's why it's read it and weep. Yeah, damn it. Just, it's read it and hurt Alex's feelings at a party. <laughs> well, that was fun. I got to go work the room. Chris, why don't you be yes. next? What's your major compliment? So my major compliment are, is actually that there are numerous slights against Brooklyn in this book, where where I live. Yeah, and, and love it here because it was written um, in the seventies before Brooklyn was the coolest. Well. You know, I think the things there are still true, and I really appreciated them. He said, once people move to Brooklyn, they don't come back, which is true, (laughs) because why would you ever... Now it's because it's great, and in the 70s it was because you got stabbed to death. Right? Sure, but, you know, come see, come me sock. Um, I don't know if the that's streets what that there is meant for. <laughs> when in Rome. Um, <laughs> location, location, so, location. Yeah. You've got to know the territory. Yeah. Uh, the, so they also say that the streets are confusing, which is true if you're from Manhattan, because Manhattan is a grid. Uh-huh. And so you expect everywhere to be a grid, and Brooklyn's just not. It's amazing. Um, and they also say that Brooklyn. Nothing happens there, which is sort of true, and which is why I sort of like it. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> quiet. Uh, thanks, Mark Halperin, for talking about Brooklyn. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad that he <laughs> yeah. agrees with you about Brooklyn. Yeah. I, uh, I did not know that nothing happens there, I guess. I mean, like, the New York Times style section happens there. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of kids in art school glasses think something happens there, but... Right. Mm, you know. I mean, trends are set. That's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. Just because hipsters exist doesn't mean that that's a thing that's happening. <laughs> is there a hipster yeah. part of Boston? Uh, is there a hipster part of Boston? Is there like I don't yeah? Know. What's the Brooklyn of of Massachusetts? Or what's I don't know, but I I do not live there. That's for certain. <laughs> yeah. What's the Williamsburg of New England? That's some somebody write in. There's a Wikipedia page that needs that. So <laughs> I've been to Newton, Matt. It was not. <laughs> oh God, no, no. Why would you go there? What's Newton, Matt? Is that on your There's list just of nothing a, there? Is that on your list it's of hundred places to die before you see? <laughs> <laughs> I was working on Definitely. that list today. <laughs> Idaho. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right, Ezra, what, you're you're up next. What's your major compliment? So I basically got through thirty hours of book with one note. Um, <laughs> really? But I think it's a pretty good one. Quote. Are you going to share okay, it? Or are you banking on it, it? So it better be. Yeah. No, quote. He put the steaming sack into his pants. <laughs> yes. I had surprisingly few notes for this, too. I wonder if it's just the size of a book that makes me not take notes. Yeah. yeah. Did it lull no. you into, like, a hypnotic thing where you just didn't care anymore? Yeah. Like, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. so hard to care. And uh, so I had, like, five notes. Um uh, my one note, my first note, like it was like 26 hours when I realized I didn't take any notes, and the first note that I had is, this is just a really long Decemberist song. Because <laughs> <laughs> they totally, it, like, it's just that, like, the, the time period and the magic, and it would be like, yeah. they would totally just have wait a song for about somebody to get swallowed horse. by a whale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they, they didn't, but they were in a place where they could have. Yeah. And just, yeah. A 32 um, hour long concept album from the December. And Athran <laughs> Soar. He's the horse that never oh soars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> anyway, that's my only note. Uh, that leaves you, Amanda. What's your major compliment? Uh, well, the yeah, the the hypnotic lull of this book uh, really got to me, except for the uh, incredibly strange names that everyone and everything had. Like yes, all of the the different gangs. It was like um, those Facebook memes where it says, you know. Take the first letter of your first name and you get <laughs> an adjective, yeah. and take the first letter of your last name and you get a noun and mash them together. And it's like he did that for all of the names of everybody. Cecil Mature, so like Peter Lake, Mugheads, there. Yeah. Yeah. I it really all I could picture was Daniel Day Lewis as every character except for of course the Hamburglar. <laughs> yes. Oh, such a better book and movie. Yeah. yeah. Hamburglar don't need no hatchet. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our hates. Uh, let's just uh, hop on a sled, grab a team of horses and skis, and head off to the Lake of the Cohades. Hmm. Hey, that's not bad. <laughs> Yeah. I think we have to be like invited there or something like that in order to get there. I think yeah, it's but like, you have to be uh, you can check up. Uh, you can't leave. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on in this place. Hate tell yeah. California. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. There's some magic involving whether or not you can go to the uh, the Lake of the Coheries. Also, seems like kind of a crappy vacation spot. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's like that's the second tier timeshare. Yeah, right. You, you can trade that for Tucson. <laughs> oh. In a heartbeat. <laughs> Tucson, interestingly enough, unless you're. Unless you want to golf in the winter, Tucson is definitely on the list of 100 places to die before you visit. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd love to start um, just with magic realism in general. Mm, um, yeah. I'm, I'm not a magic realism person because mostly when they describe, you know, like boys ice skating at 100 miles an hour, uh, I think, oh, someone's exaggerating for poetic yeah, effect. It does seem no, like wait, this book meant it. <laughs> they meant that boys were literally ice skating at 100 miles an hour. And that, you know, the horse was jumping seven blocks. And, like, all those things, like, come on, you know? I actually like it better when the narrator has some character rather than just the narrator being, you know... Yeah, when like, there are some I, rules. Yeah, instead of the narrator telling it like it is, but what what it is is fucked. You know? <laughs> Yeah the, yeah, the complete lack of rules was really annoying. I that, yeah. totally like, upsetting. Being beaten over the head with the whimsical stick for yeah. 30 <laughs> hours. Oh, Ow, boy. this hurts in a really bizarre way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this shouldn't be so painful, but it is. I, so here's the thing. I didn't know that it was <laughs> magical realism for a while. And so really? I just was trying really hard to explain away the things. <laughs> so I was like, seven blocks? Well, I guess they were much shorter blocks back then. <laughs> and there was a part where there was a magic painting, and I was like, maybe this is like a really early version of a movie projector, because he is rich. And then like, it's just like each chapter, they would turn up how magic it was. And so I was like, it was just like me on a treadmill, slowly speeding up, trying to explain things away. <laughs> and at one point I was like, no, it's actually flying now. I'm not sure what's going on. Why are they speed, speed skating? I don't, how are the uh, thousands of them are dying? I don't get it. Alex, it's kind of like, like reading the Bible as an adult. We were just like, okay, okay, I guess I could see how the world would be created in that many days. Like, yeah, I can see. Okay, from a rib. Uh, all right, maybe if it was like cloned, sure, why not? Yeah, sure, you can <laughs> DNA from any bone. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> this is why they try to start you as a child. <laughs> yeah, and, and just like just like that, you could just everything's a metaphor. And so then you have this other game where you're just like, okay, well, so we steampunk Jesus. Uh, all right, what is the poker signify uh well maybe that's yeah and it just it gets out of control trying to figure out the metaphors yeah and can we say like a hardesty dude you do not get good at pool just by like grimacing and clenching your anus chris no i mean i've never tried that maybe it does work but i can't <laughs> say that no amount of math is gonna make you break better actually i will say i had a um uh seventh grade math professor or teacher i guess of that year sure, uh, yeah. who was just incredible at at pool apparently yeah okay but don't you think those are slightly separate and distinct skills i think in eighth grade <laughs> is when we learned about the difference in correlation and causation right <laughs> <laughs> touche <laughs> i have a question for you guys so we all all four of us together just read that zombie book last week that had yeah. to do with the changing the of millenniums 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. this had to do with the changing of millenniums, which is a sillier version of Y2K. Uh, <laughs> I'm still going demon zombies. I, I'm going to say this is sillier because people are reading newspapers. <laughs> uh, in the 70s. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I that's true. Because it was written in the early, in seventies, early eighties. Not really a lot of internet around the no. turn of the month of the century. <laughs> yeah. In fact, like for them, the Y two K problem was like, oh no, we have to change our date stamp because we have nineteen at the beginning of it and go we have yeah, to exactly. check it over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although, think about the year two thousand. There wasn't a lot of internet compared to where we're at now. Yeah, that's true. true. Not as much, but certainly way There's more. There's a lot more dial up. Yeah. Than, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, but the like the Y two K problem, they were like planes are going to fall out of the sky, and it was not because they were, you know, like it was it had to do with networking, and right, I mean, the, because computers were so pervasive. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although even not, I mean, the, okay, I, I want to stick on this Y two K thing for one more second. It's because it's also possible that this book ends right where the other book begins. Oh. It is <laughs> and then all of a sudden, New York zombies in New York. Yeah. And that's why they say not to go to New York yeah. in the rising. You think? <laughs> yeah, it it's makes like perfect sense. Way too much magic there. Yeah. It no. really pisses the zombies off. No, you don't like horses, just don't go to New York. <laughs> yeah. you know? I I, I kind of love Craig Binky, the the uh the stupid guy of the I was uh, the wondering cuz I know you like stupid and I know you like crazy people and there were just I was wondering if maybe this book was actually a nightmare because there were too many of them for you. I mean, I just I focused on Craig Binky because I felt like he had like a hatchet job, you know, by the book. Like, so this is like the the very unlikable, like kind of sound like a doofus, uh, you know, possibly self made zillionaire, self made zillionaire. We don't know how he got his money. Yeah, um, we don't know where his zillions came from. He just could have inherited. He could have inherited, but eventually someone down the line, you know, could have earned it. You yeah. don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, why, like why don't we ever say parent-made millionaire? Cause that's yeah, parent-made. That still counts. <laughs> they still made it. Yeah, made in the yeah. USA. I mean, they made him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That millions came out of them. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like Gross. Binky a lot, because he, he had really bad business meeting skills, where he would just turn and stare out the window for up to an hour, and also he ate food in front of his employees, both of which I find endlessly amusing, if you're just that rich, where you can... I think that's yeah. what Alpha Dog should do from now on. It's such like, an Alpha Dog position <laughs> is to have a like meeting p- where only you're eating. Yeah, only you can eat potato salad. No one else can eat potato salad. No one gets it. <laughs> no, this is for me. This is for and me. And you know what else? You have plenty, and then you throw the extra away. Oh. That is dominance. <laughs> pure dominance. I thought you might like Big e. There's also, uh, I know you also liked the Lumberjack guy, who gave oh. bad directions everything he did. I felt so. Yeah. I felt so bad about that. It's just like so. This is, I guess, like this is maybe part of an anti-liberal stance or anti-hippie stance. It's yeah. Just like you had this like super crunchy guy uh, who's like I guess very short, um, and <laughs> oh and right, yeah, fall, falls in a hole and dies. But well, <laughs> let's not neglect the the time when he loses his knickers and then walks around bottomless, but for a New Guinea-style penis shield, right. which he then co- proclaims is the only way to travel. <laughs> it's the only shield I ever go for. Yeah, they do make the <laughs> finest penis shields. That's what Captain America should be using now. Yeah. <laughs> the fine Vibranium. Craftsmanship. I, what I liked about it, well, I mean, what I, yeah, I guess he was a, a crunchy liberal. Uh, the politics of this, fortunately, were not that over the top. Like, it was yeah. clear that he liked yeah. capitalists and he liked people who made their own money, but that was fine. I don't know. Mm. But, like, this guy was just so nuts, and he was literally wrong about everything in a very dangerous way and was always hurting himself. And what I don't understand is how we're supposed to believe he lived to 29 or whatever he was. Yeah. Like, he just died so quickly, and, every, like, <laughs> within a day, it was like every, he did everything wrong and then died from it. And you're like, yeah, it seems like maybe he was fine until he got on this train or something. What did he I, eat? I wish he would come back as a zombie and then just, like, die immediately after that <laughs> again. Yeah, or if he was Steampunk Jesus. Or if Steampunk Jesus gave his life for that guy on accident. Yeah, yeah he, he just, just dies right away. He's like, well, that was a waste. Yeah, he's a self-made dead guy. I think that's libertarian. Wow.
The following behind-the-scenes look at Read It and Weep was sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash weep. Get a free audiobook of your choice and support our show when you sign up for a trial membership. Use the advanced search features to find great books in any genre. And then she handed me a letter and just swam away. No way. For real. Uh, apparently they're very upset. They told The following behind-the-scenes look at Read It and Weep was sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash weep. Get a free audiobook of your choice and support our show when you sign up for a trial membership. Use the advanced search features to find great books in any genre. And then she handed me a letter and just swam away. No way. For real. Uh, apparently they're very upset. They told me... Hey, guys, I'm back. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. I had to stop and pick up some oats. Uh, Ezra? Did you buy a horse with your share of the podcast profits? No. Uh, maybe. His name is Magical Realism, and I love him. Oh, jeez. Our table of podcast snacks. Why did he do that? I'm not sure, Alex. Maybe you spooked him with your negative vibes. That doesn't really make sense. Magical Realism doesn't have to make sense. He's a beautiful creature. Definitely. Nobody's denying his beauty. But if we're going to keep him inside, he needs to follow some rules as, like, no kicking over the snack table. <laughs> yeah, magical realism doesn't really follow any rules. He pretty much does whatever he wants whenever he wants. You mean he can just do anything at any time for no reason at all? Well, that's what the owner said. Damn it, Ezra, that was our bookshelf full of great stories! Magical realism just ruined a bunch of books. Yeah, but it was fun, right? I guess. As long as you're not invested in books, I guess, it's okay. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe we shouldn't let magical realism near our books anymore. It's just not safe. I think maybe he should stay outside. <sighs> okay. Hey, boy. Magical realism? <laughs> click, click, click. All right, go outside. I don't actually know if he knows the difference between inside and outside. Magical realism is dumb. Really dumb. Yeah, but not as dumb as the magic of Chris Angel, right? No, that guy is the dumbest. Can't even spell Chris right. Fucker. Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. Use the advanced search features to get a free audiobook that contains no magical realism. And they're off. It's literature out in front, followed by comedy, science fiction, and fantasy. Biography and history are coming up on the outside lane. It's romance by two lengths. And way in the back, far behind, everything good. It's magical realism. Stupid magical realism. Nobody likes you. But what's this? Magical realism uses an extended metaphor to take a dump on Chris Angel. It's magical realism by a rainbow nose. All right, so for our next segment, I, I want to come up with a really clever pun title for the segment that has the word symbol in it, um, but I can't figure... Symbol Crash. <laughs> uh, it's not bad. Uh, and then we can do some product placement like, this This episode of Symbol Crash is brought to you by Zildjian. <laughs> Zildjian, making your life sweeter. <laughs> or the, the, the slogan should be, Zildjian, smash! Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, From the makers of Splenda, Zildjian. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought they Wouldn't made Wouldn't it be weird those. if they were the same makers? <laughs> that would be like, weird. Oh, I like that, that idea of more, more products that are made by really disparate companies. It was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they do at the beginning of movies. We're like, from the people who brought you uh, the rascal scooter. It's Zildjian <laughs> symbols. <laughs> I drive a rascal. It's made by the good folks at Welch's, so I know it's safe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so this is the, the this is Symbol Crash, our game uh, where we try to decode all of the symbolism within a book. Brought to you by Zildjian. Uh... <laughs> Crash sometimes ride. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes ride is also a great slogan for anybody. Uh, anyway, so I'm just gonna—I just want to ask you guys to help. Let's just, as a team, try to decode the symbolism here. So, mm, oh, I like it. We know Peter Lake okay. is uh, is steampunk Jesus. We've nailed that one. I let's let's do do the flying horse next. What do you suppose he's sim- symbol? He, what do you suppose he's a symbol of? American Holy Dream ghost horse. Sorry, <laughs> uh, American Dream and what did you say, Chris? Ghost horse. I said the Holy Ghost horse. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I like there being a, 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 a I like them being the trilogy. Um, what if he's just a symbol for a smaller horse? <laughs> <laughs> he he's, is rather large. No, he's a symbol for a really, really big dog. Oh. oh. 
That's great. <laughs> Amanda, do you have any sense of, of what the horse was about while you were reading it? Did you think maybe it was something else? I thought it was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <super> dumb. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be a fair answer for all of these. Let's talk ooh, about uh, the ooh, short tales. Can we, wait, can we also f- call the segment the found symbol? Ooh, that's pretty good. The found I symbol. I like it. The found symbol. Brought to you by... With Alex Langdon. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Zildjian brand helicopters. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's do, uh, let's do the short tales. Ooh, the oh. gang that lives forever and multiplies and is always around. Rabbits. Uh, the wisdom of the crowd. <laughs> Rednecks? Wait, I want to go back to rabbits for a second. You Why said that? short. You said short tails and multiply quickly. Oh. <laughs> okay. I Although that. rednecks also have short tails, that's a good point. Oh. And they multiply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's well, good. I thought you were getting confused because the other gang was the dead rabbits. Oh uh, no no no! And so the short tails are like the live rabbits, and really oh. this is all just a metaphor for, uh, water <laughs> for different down. kinds of rabbits. <laughs> um, I would also accept this being like a metaphor for the moochers from uh, Atlas Shrugged. Oh, so they're the ones who are always trying to stop great things. Yeah, mm. but they're also agents of chaos. Yeah, which I enjoy. Oh, yeah. That's one of their best qualities. Much. Yeah, much like the noble rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> also, much like the moochers, they they meet in sewer systems. Hmm. That was one of the rabbits are agents of chaos. Mm. I'm sorry, they are a a trait of rabbits that I didn't know. Okay, imagine (laughs) a situation, Amanda. Imagine a situation. Let's say uh, a business meeting. Now, drop a hundred rabbits on it. Tell me if that's (laughs) not an agent of chaos. Alex, Alex, how long are these rabbits' tails? (laughs) They are short. Oh, that is chaotic. That is chaotic, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even handle that much chaos. (laughs) They're all short. Yeah. Uh, how about the, uh, the that crazy guy who owns the newspaper? Uh, which crazy guy who owns the newspaper? <laughs> Good point. The one that you like. <laughs> the one that I like? Yeah, your big This key? book was too long. Yes. yes. When you have more than one megalomaniacal newspaper owner, and that's not the main <laughs> plot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> your magical realism book is too long, Wayne. <laughs> you have too many ideas. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Who do you think Binky is supposed to represent? Well, I think um, it's about the dream of capitalism, but uh, not really the execution. You know, <laughs> um, right? So, like, at some point, capitalism is not wearing pants and is late for a college class it shouldn't be yeah, taking. That's right. He just needs a penis shield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fine penis shields of Papua New Guinea, <laughs> made by Zildjian. <laughs> Zildjian. <laughs> The name like Zildjian has to be good. <laughs> designed by Apple in California. <laughs> Mostly made in China, but designed by Apple. What do you guys think uh, about the uh, the squinty kid who gets to live forever as like sort of a gopher for the bridge guy? Mm. Yeah, I can't really explain his story, there? like why he is also chosen to live forever, but has no skills or talent. I think. Oh, yeah, I th- is that like purgatory? <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, sure. P- Purgatory is uh, clever but not talented. Or is like fun yeah. but not talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think New York in general is a lot like Purgatory. <laughs> S- say more about that. Well, you know, clearly the cloud wall in this book is heaven. Uh-huh. And death is Except when is, you go to heaven, hell. you just end up in the harbor naked a hundred <laughs> years later. Like, heaven is just a hundred years in the future and you have no clothes. Well, he got to be in heaven for like a hundred years, and he didn't even have to die to do it, you know? Pretty sweet deal. Or maybe this whole thing, maybe he did die in that time when he's clearly going to die, and the rest of the book is just him in heaven. And it's just, you know, know, sometimes people say, like, heaven is whatever you think it is. Yeah. Uh, And, like, maybe it's just a really dumb person's version of heaven. Yeah, heaven is whatever you least expect. (laughs) (laughs) I like that version. I did not expect to be here a hundred years later and wet. So, (laughs) So imagine a situation like heaven. Now drop a hundred short tailed rabbits on it. Chaos! No, it just got better! Uh, so it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're going to go in reverse order, which means, Amanda, you're up first. What is your minor compliment and the last nice thing you'll ever say about the Winter's Tale? A Winter's Tale? Just Winter's Tale. Hey, yeah, just the one. But it could have been another one. 
Anyway. It was a lot of Winter's Tales, yes. actually, yes. crammed into one. But they're short tales. <laughs> oh. So uh, when I have a house that I can, uh, you know, do things to, a house that I own, yeah, I'm totally going to build. Phrase that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. When I have a it's house l- that I can do things to, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It is, it is past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and that house have to go to bed. I'm not making it any better. Anyway, when I have I'm a house, I'm house totally going to build no. a sexy sleeping platform needs to be part of my future house. Oh, on the roof. So, like open yeah. air and yeah. no heating? You mean yes. like, you need that to, would be perfect. You need to be a character who's literally on a pedestal for the entire book? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, rather than uh, being put there by an author, I'm going to climb up there myself. I'm going to just take a gander, uh, not a gander, a guess, a wild guess, that the uh, pedestal for her represented a pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like yes. the idea of just another yes. platform on the roof that you can hang out on. Also, I just like hanging out on roofs. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and view like, of the stars. I like sleeping in the cold, so it'd be great. Oh, that's kind mm. of odd. Like, how cold, though? What if it was perpetual well, winter in New York? Yeah. So not that cold. Okay, good. Cold for indoors, so I guess it wouldn't really work, but it's it'll be magic and just the right temperature, and it'll be great. Perfect. I want ah. all those things for you as well. You deserve them. Uh, yeah. Ezra, what's your minor compliment? Um, so, I mean, I, you know, I do like Game of Thrones a lot, um, and uh, okay. it's just finally nice to, I don't know, have Eddard Stark be right? Like winter finally, winter finally came. It's just, <laughs> yes. it's awesome to have to know how Game of Thrones ends. This is how it ends. And then uh, this ends with the zombie wait. book, The Rising. Yeah, they're all part of the same. We're it's all part of the same. Yeah, we can't. This. There's only one story in the world, and it's just based the story of winter coming, and, and then, then it comes, and, and then there's zombies. It stays for an uncomfortably long period of time. Yeah, yeah. and then it goes again. <laughs> I. The the theme of winter in this book is uh, representative of something I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it hits you over the head, though, is what it does. <laughs> it does. Uh, Chris, what's your minor compliment? Oh, uh, my minor compliment is a small compliment, as befits a minor compliment. Uh, there's this one part where uh, Cecil Mature, uh, the <laughs> Chinese hat-wearing uh, sort of fool character, uh, drinks a milkshake. And we were listening to the audiobook, and the narrator made an amazing sucking sound of a milkshake. <laughs> and I really liked it. What, when you get to the end of a milkshake, rather? Because oh, a milkshake yeah, is yeah. a quiet food mm. until you get to the end. This yeah. was that boozy milkshake. Itself. Oh, yeah. actually, that's really, that's kind of crazy, dude. Because if you think about it, as long as you're eating it, it doesn't make any noise. Once it's gone, it makes noise. So it, yeah, it does, tells you, you need to order another milkshake. Well, does, so, does the milkshake actually make noise, or does the absence of a milkshake make noise? Uh, that's maybe really the only reason I'm making noise. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, maybe the only reason we're all ever making noise is that we lack milkshake. <laughs> Don't have milkshakes. You're right. All noise are, in the universe is caused <laughs> by an absence. He's just milkshake. crying out for the milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> and then a thousand tiny voices sung out for a milkshake, and we're instantly yeah, I silent. Mean, <laughs> It's true. So, like, yeah, so they all got milkshakes, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's a good story. Yeah. Like, the tree fell in the woods? It's just the tree fell in which did it have a milkshake or not? If so, yeah, I right. know the answer. It fell onto no milkshakes, thus it made a sound. Yeah, done. Uh, that's a great compliment. My minor compliment is sort of related in that it is about pie. I oh. hated most of the magic. It was really annoying. But the one, the best part of all the magic was there was a part where she got a package from the magic town... Uh, that he referred to as she got a pie in the mail, but it was in an envelope, and they referred to it as a very thin pie. <laughs> yeah, it would be. I, it would have it to wasn't be. Like, it wasn't, like, squished and disappointing. It was just made thin. That's the magical yeah. realism part. Like, normally, pie in an envelope, bad idea. Oh. They magicked it to work. I wish it was, like, those, like, silk top hats where you, like, can, like, flick it, and it goes, poof, and then, like, you get all pie. Uh, <laughs> the whole pie just pops out. Yeah. Why not? I like it. Uh, and that pie <laughs> just drums a hundred rabbits on you. Chaos! You can't imagine. <laughs> chaos! It's, it's tiny, cute, fuzzy chaos. Alright, you guys, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back in next week talking about Step Up All In. 
Chris, man. tell us about how excited Guys, you are. Guys, I'm so excited. Uh, I well, I've seen all the other Step Up movies and loved each and every one of them. Yeah. And I'm really excited to talk about Step Up All In because it's all in. I mean, does that mean it's the it's last all in one? There. There's Moose. There can't be like... There's Robot David Beckham. There's the Goofy Twins from Argentina. There's the uh, the Chinese girl who claims not to have an accent. There, there's all the dancing and none of the plot, and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I can't wait to watch it. Good. No way. Because I felt like they're about. only a little bit in before, and I'm happy to hear that there's yeah. more of them is in now. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it was the like they've been on they've been on a ladder, and this is the last step, and so they step up, and now they're all in the house. Oh wait 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 hold on! That was a sad story. Of that's not a step. To get that last step is not a step. Get off that step! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. That's true. Maybe it should be a staircase because yeah, ladder is not. Last step is not a step. Whew, that was Ooh. close. Maybe it's step up all in danger because it's not a step. <laughs> yeah, in danger of busting a freaking move. <laughs> Glad you're excited. I haven't. I share zero percent of your excitement for this, but this is Chris and Tanya's like I guess proud pleasure. Uh, yeah, it's basically this and Fast and Furious movies are, are like, uh, we love watching them. Yeah, yeah. those are some weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we going to be watching Fast 12? What's the next one? Seven. Seven. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's coming up next week. That should be really fun. Uh, this was our last sponsorship from this last round, so a big thank you to, uh, to Matt for sponsoring this. Yeah, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, really appreciate it. And uh, thanks to everybody who sponsored this round. It's been an amazing journey, you guys. Remember back in, man, what was it, May when we started these? Yeah, we watched that wow. Japanese gangster movie. Oh, oh yeah, wow. that was so weird. <laughs> what a weird trip this has been. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I wasn't even here for half of it. I know. And it was still a weird trip. That's how... <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happened. I went through the cod bank. That's why I just popped yeah. the other side. <laughs> so are you naked and cold right now? I am. Just covered in salt water. I don't understand why my clothes disintegrated. And, and rabbits. <laughs> I don't remember who I am. Yeah. And you, you brought a baby to life, so... It's, uh, you know, it's been pretty fruitful. You guys had some good episodes. I had a kid. It's all good. Everyone did a good job. Yeah, I feel like uh, Go team. they've each been a kid of mine. I have 253 kids. That's how I think of it. Wow. So I've been more productive than you by 252. <laughs> yeah. I can't argue with that. You can't. <laughs> Airtight logic. Anyway, so that's so. Thank you guys for all of that. We're gonna open up sponsorships in a couple weeks. We're gonna we're gonna do a couple weeks. We're gonna do some fun ones in the meantime. We're gonna do a couple of our guilty pleasures. We're gonna invite some people on to do some guilty pleasures we've had backed up that we've been meaning to. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for the next few episodes, and then uh, sometime in September we'll open this back up and we'll get another flood. But and hopefully what we'll do. I'll ask everybody who sponsored before to skip this next round. I know it's been a while. I know you really are really excited, and we appreciate it. But we sold out so fast last time. I want to get some more people into the fold. I want more people to participate in the program. So if you haven't sponsored yet, this will be your time. It's coming up soon. So start thinking now of what your great ideas are. Uh, really quick, what would be your favorite sponsorship, Ezra? Oh, that's a great... What's a gift sponsorship? Or just a genre oh, sponsorship? Oh, I, oh I, I know. I know. The BB show, uh, BBC show Coupling. That's Ooh. like... That's absolutely like a... Like, it's something that I, I loved when I first saw it, like, I don't know, like, five, ten years ago. I would love to, get, to see it again. Chris, dream sponsorship. Dream sponsorship? Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to throw out the ones that are, like, I actually like this thing. Sure. Um, but I would love, like, a Law & Order SVU sponsorship. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> uh, Amanda, dream sponsorship. Pe- um, penis mutilation, that- obviously. Yeah, yeah, anything involving a good dick mutilation is, is really awesome. Um, I don't know, well, I, I certainly enjoy getting the chance to be your angry feminist guest. So, yes, always yeah. a pleasure. Uh, we yeah. do enjoy that of you. Um, what would be my uh, dream sponsorship? Would be, uh, oh, in 2009, there was a show about uh, treasure hunting on Discovery Channel, Ugh. where they uh, had a little submarine and they went hunt, they, they looked at shipwrecks. And a nice. I watched that in like that entire season in like two days. Oh shit! Never mind. I have a new new dream sponsorship. Yeah. The reboot of American Gladiators, man. Oh, oh, yeah. Good. oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, I maniacs. almost think we should have like a pack your mic style fan show for that show. Oh, I, I liked I that show a lot. Oh, yeah. well, you know what else I would like? American Just the lineup of TGIF. Oh, <laughs> TGIF <laughs> shows would be totally fun. Yeah, I'd like I like some good reminiscing. I would enjoy some like. Clarissa explains it all. 
Yeah. <laughs> or Alex no, Mack. I bet you would, oh. you sick fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when I was into her, I was the same age, so it's not creepy. Yeah. I was actually younger than her, probably. Uh, but yeah, Alex it was Mack, creepy, definitely. Again. Let's watch some Alex Mack. What else? I'd like to ruin something from my childhood. I think that would be fun. <laughs> uh, what was Oh, what was it? Uh, Batman Beyond? I'd watch some Batman Beyond. Oh, I bet that holds up. <laughs> Batman Beyond is pretty good. I liked it. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what I would watch? Oh, anyway, I could, I'd watch anything. Those are all. So, anyway, <laughs> so remember, tailspin. we are still fun talking about bad things we enjoy. Just throwing that out there. Uh, sometimes <laughs> some people need to sponsor what they think would be the most pain they could cause, but not everybody. Spread yeah. it out. You know, that's what I want. Anyway, uh, all that is coming up. Readdistrip.com. Sign up for the mailing list. It's the only way to do it. And uh, if you have any feedback for us, Facebook.com/slash/readweep. Also on Twitter at read underscore weep and read dash weep.com slash contact if you want to send us some email. Thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith and at Ezra Fox. Yeah. Hey, of course, man. And thanks for being here from skeptic.org. What are you guys, uh, Amanda Linebot, what are you guys up to at Skeptic these days? What's new? Uh, well, let's see. We haven't actually spawned any new sister sites yep. lately. But Last couple times you've had of... new, new sister yeah. sites. Yeah. <laughs> but our newest ones are uh, Grounded Parents and yeah I think Grounded Parents is the newest one oh we have Skeptability there we go no there is a new one sorry <laughs> uh, yes Skeptability um, just started up is so your thanks. new vertical what's that one about uh, is that about that... skill building in a skeptic way <laughs> no this is uh, uh, people with disabilities blogging so oh mm-hmm. interesting yeah uh, all so I also I really yes. like the idea of grounded parent just because of how ungrounded parent stuff is. Yeah, right. Parent parenting blogs are out there, so <laughs> the craziest. <laughs> All right, so both of those and more. Plus, of course, always at skeptic.org. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Rabbits. Mm-hmm. That's right there. Oh, yeah.